I love what he says here, the hypnotic spell of the senses. How many of us are hypnotized by the spell of the senses? It is a hypnotic spell and it can be broken. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Neville. I am your host, Josiah Brandt. Daily Neville is all about breaking down the teachings of Neville Goddard, making them easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to apply in 20 minutes or less. Today, we're continuing with Neville's book titled, Your Faith is Your Fortune. And this episode is all about the chapter titled, Thy Will Be Done. Now, in the episode so far, as we've been diving deep into this book, we've taken a very in-depth look at who I am is the source of all that we are, what is that source? And how does it relate and how does it translate to the material form of flesh and blood, the human form that we all wear today? Now, in this chapter, we're going to go further into this idea of how to manifest our desired reality. And we're going to start with Neville's words. Thy will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. Luke 22, 42. This resignation is not one of blind realization that I can of myself do nothing. The Father within me, he doeth the work. When man wills, he attempts to make something which does not now exist appear in time and space. Too often we are not aware of that which we are really doing. We unconsciously state that we do not possess the capacities to express. We predicate our desire upon the hope of acquiring the necessary capacities in future time. Essentially, when we do this, we are saying, I am not, but I will be. Now, this is a confession of our state. When we're saying, and a lot of times the words that we use are direct revelations of the state that we're in, because we're always speaking from the state. We can look at a state, we can you know, kind of look outward and think of a state, but to think from a state is to speak from a state. So when we're speaking from a state, what we're saying in any given moment is really a revelation of the state that we're in. Our words do betray the state. And so it's very important, this this is the point that Neville's making, it's very important to be aware of the ways in which we are putting the state over there or offsetting it, time-shifting it into the future, as opposed to claiming it and assuming it now. But of course, now is the moment that holds all of our power. Man does not realize that consciousness is the Father, which does the work. So he attempts to express that which he is not conscious of being. Such struggles are doomed to failure. Only the present expresses itself. Unless I am conscious of being that which I seek, I will not find it. God, which is your awareness, is the substance and fullness of all. God's will is the recognition of that which is, not of that which will be. Instead of seeing this saying as, thine will be done, see it as, thy will is done. The works are finished. So not my will, but thine be done. You can actually say, thy will is done. My will, the human 
struggling man part of myself, which seeks to be something rather than claiming directly that I am that something, the struggling man is saying, you know, that's an assertion of will. So the struggling man says, my will be done, offsetting it, time shifting it into the future. Eventually, my will will be done. But the father in me says, my will is done. So this statement, not my will, but thine be done, is the struggling man putting apart the struggle and assuming the consciousness of the father and saying, not my little earthly human will be done, but thy will is done. I am assuming the consciousness of being the father. I'm assuming the consciousness of being the source. And thus, whatever I assume that I am, I am now in the immediate present. And I don't need to time shift it or push it away or struggle for it or work towards it in terms of offsetting it. Now, the state in which you desire to be, the state of the man, the woman, the human that you desire to be, once you're in that state, you can work from that state. But to work to that state without actually being in it is to struggle uphill with slippery footing. Continuing with Neville's words, the principle by which all things are made visible is eternal. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither hath it entered into the hearts of men, the things which God hath prepared for those who love the law. When a sculptor looks at a formless piece of marble, he sees, buried within its formless mass, his finished piece of art. The sculptor, instead of making his masterpiece, merely reveals it by removing that part of the marble which hides its conception. The same applies to you. In your formless awareness lies buried all that you will ever conceive yourself to be. The recognition of this truth will transform you from an unskilled laborer who tries to make it so to a great artist who recognizes it to be so. I love this so much. I love this analogy of the sculptor who isn't forcing a marble to become something, but rather removing the parts which obscure that which the marble already is. And the same can be said for you and I. It's not so much that you and I are trying to become something. It's rather that we are choosing to remove the parts of us that deny that we already are that something. Remove the denial aspects. Remove the parts of us that say that we're not enough or that we don't have. This is that shedding of the old skin, the shedding of the old state. By doing so, we are revealing the masterpiece buried within each of us. We are the source. There is no greater artist than God. And if that's who we are, then we have the opportunity to leverage that artistic flair. And as Neville says, transform from an unskilled laborer who tries to make it so to the great artist who recognizes that it is already so. Your claim that you are now that which you want to be will remove the veil of human darkness and reveal your claim perfectly. I am that. God's will was expressed in the words of the widow, it is well. Man's will would have been, it will be well. To state, I shall be will, is to say, I am ill. God, the eternal now, 
is not mocked by words or by vain repetition. God continually personifies that which is. God continually personifies that which is. Thus, the resignation of Jesus, who made himself equal with God, was turning from the recognition of lack, which the future indicates with, I shall be, to the recognition of supply, by claiming, I am that. It is done. Thank you, Father. Such an important point here. Turning from the recognition of lack, because to say, oh, I will be rich, I will be happy, I will be loved. All of that is saying that I am not now any of these things. And that is a recognition of lack. If you are truly source consciousness, embodied in the form of human, then you are literally drawing from the treasure house of eternity your world. Why would you choose to draw lack when you can draw from supply? How do you draw from supply? By claiming that you are that now and standing firm in it. I am that. It is done. Thank you, Father. Now you will see the wisdom in the words of the prophet when he states, Let the weak say, I am strong. Joel 3.10 Man in his blindness will not heed the prophet's advice. He continues to claim himself to be weak, poor, wretched, and all the other undesirable expressions from which he is trying to free himself by ignorantly claiming that he will be free from these characteristics in the expectancy of the future. Such thoughts thwart the one law that can ever free him. The one law that can ever free you is the law of the eternal present now. And who you claim yourself to be in recognition of the infinite supply of the treasure house of eternity right here, right now. There is only one door through which that which you seek can enter your world. I am the door. When you say I am, you are declaring yourself to be first person, present tense. There is no future. To know that I am is to be conscious of being. Consciousness is the only door. Unless you are conscious of being that which you seek, you seek in vain. One of my favorite methods, it's honestly, at this point, it's the only method I use for finding a lost object. I close my eyes. I hold it in my hand in my imagination. Because as long as I continue to look for the object, I am confessing that I don't have it. I don't have it, so that's why I'm looking for it. But if I had it, where would it be? It would be in my hand. So I close my eyes and I hold it in my hand. I've done this with cell phones, keys, valuables even a passport at one point, all sorts of things. And this is very simply a way to leverage the law of imagination because if I had it, where would it be? It would be in my hand, so I feel it now. And I stop looking. And it, without fail, turns up. I always find it when I've first found it. 
If you judge after appearances, you will continue to be enslaved by the evidence of your senses. To break this hypnotic spell of the senses, you are told to go within and shut the door. The door of the senses must be tightly shut before your new claim can be honored. Closing the door of the senses is not as difficult as it appears to be at first. It is done without effort. I love what he says here, the hypnotic spell of the senses. How many of us are hypnotized by the spell of the senses? It is a hypnotic spell, and it can be broken. And as Neville shares here, it can be done without effort. And we know this from all of the episodes we've talked about before, the state of floating. It's very easy once you practice to obtain this freedom from the slavery of the senses. Neville continues, it is impossible to serve two masters at the same time. The master man serves is that which he is conscious of being. I am Lord and master of that which I am conscious of being. It is no effort for me to conjure poverty if I am conscious of being poor. My servant, poverty, is compelled to follow me, consciousness of poverty, as long as I am, the Lord, conscious of being poor. As long as I am conscious of being wealthy, my servant, wealth, is compelled to follow me. As long as I am, which is the Lord, conscious of being wealthy. Instead of fighting against the evidence of the senses, you claim yourself to be that which you desire to be. As your attention is placed on this claim, the door of the senses automatically close against your former master, that which you were previously conscious of being. As you become lost in the feeling of being, that which you are now claiming to be true of yourself, the doors of the senses once more open, revealing your world to be the perfect expression of that which you are conscious of being. Let us follow the example of Jesus, who realized, as man, he could do nothing to change his present picture of lack. He closed the door of his senses against his problem and went to his father, the one to whom all things are possible. Having denied the evidence of his senses, he claimed himself to be all that, a moment before, his senses told him he was not. Knowing that consciousness expresses its likeness on earth, he remained in the claimed consciousness until the doors of his senses opened and confirmed the rulership of the Lord. Remember, I am is Lord of all. Never again use the will of man which claims I will be. That's the manly or earthly human will. Oh, I will be that. That's something a human says. God never says I will be. God only says I am. Be as resigned as Jesus and claim I am that. Resigned. Resigned as Jesus. I am that. And this instant resigned means a surrendering into the assumption of the feeling now. The assumption of the feeling right now. And so I invite you in this moment, in a fashion similar to Neville when he says, go into the silence, I invite you in this moment to take the opportunity to right now, 
feel yourself to be the human that you desire to be. as simple as that. Catching a mood. And that's all for this episode of Daily Neville. I'll leave you with this beautiful mood. Until next time, imagine wisely, my friends, and I'll see you tomorrow.